We all want more freedom, and a lot of us work hard now in the hope we'll feel free later. What if there was another way? A way to feel happier, more free, and confident to get better results right now. Welcome to Your Freedom Unlimited, where we share practical stories and strategies to help you show up authentically, drop your fears, and take inspired action on what matters most to you. I'm your host, Jen Ramsey. As a coach with a love for metaphysics, science, spirituality, and strategies that get results, I'll help you step away from self-doubt and create a powerful new story for your life, business, or career. Join me. Meditation. How do you do it? And where do you start? We keep hearing about the benefits of meditation from boosting creativity and productivity to improving blood pressure and connecting with yourself. The benefits are endless. But if you're a busy person, where on earth do you start and what meditation methods actually work? And how do you get around the common roadblocks to meditation and create a practice that works for you? Hello everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Your Freedom Unlimited. My name is Jen Ramsey and I'm so grateful for the time that you're spending with me here today. Today's episode is all about meditation. It's the first of a two-part series on how to meditate for beginners. You see, I'm regularly asked by clients and people that I meet, why is meditation so good for us and how do we do it? I've also noticed in some of these discussions that there are some very common roadblocks that seem to stop people from starting a great meditation practice, and these roadblocks can be easily addressed. How do I know that? Because pretty much every roadblock that I'm going to be talking about today was one that I encountered, and I know that each of them can be easily addressed. So there is a lot to cover here, so I've created a two-part series to demystify some of this for you and to help you to step into meditation in a way that really works for you. So in this episode, in part one, I'm going to be sharing with you some of the benefits of meditation, some of these common roadblocks that I mentioned. I'll be sharing a little bit with you about why I meditate and some of my experiences of meditation as a learner driver and now that I'm a more experienced meditator. Next week, I'll be covering why meditation is such a vital part of self-empowerment and I will share with you some simple practices that you can start straight away. I'll also be sharing with you my How to Meditate for Beginners guide. So if you'd like to take all of this further, then you can do that by accessing that guide. To get onto the waitlist for the, that guide, you can uh, email me now at hello at jenramsey.com and as soon as it's ready, I'll be able to get that out to you. So let's start talking now about the benefits of meditation. Well, there is definitely something to meditation. It's something that the ancients in every culture did and now our modern scientific research is starting to prove the benefits. There are many studies that have been done on many different forms of meditation, but what all of the studies seem to be showing is that we are getting lots of benefits at the physical level, at the emotional level, and at the mental level, and that's not even starting at the spiritual level. So just let me run through with you now at the physical level where some of those benefits are appearing. 
So research is starting to show that at the physical level, meditation can improve asthma, chronic pain, heart disease, high blood pressure, irritable bowel syndrome, sleep problems and tension headaches. And I know it certainly helped me with my sleeping and also with the headaches that I get. At an emotional level, meditation reduces our stress, our anxiety, depression, and it can also reduce aggression. And some of the benefits at the emotional level are that meditation can improve our mood. It definitely improves our capacity for compassion and self-compassion and our overall resilience. And I have to say there again, um, it certainly helped me in terms of dealing with anxiety and also improved my levels of self-compassion and my compassion for others. It's definitely been so good for me in that space. At the mental level, there are also so many benefits. So just thinking about performance at work, meditation is something we can all benefit from. Researchers found people in a flow state, which is what we get when we meditate, are five times more productive. The US Defense Advanced Research Agency also found that their subjects had a 490% better ability to solve problems and that creativity more than doubled for people. Those are pretty compelling reasons to start a meditation practice. If nothing else, if you wanted to lift your game in your business or at work, then to me, those statistics are fairly compelling. And we haven't even got to the spiritual side yet. So at a spiritual side, at a spiritual level, meditation creates greater self-awareness and self-compassion and is considered to be the path to self-realization and enlightenment. So there are lots of benefits here. And if you'd like more details on those benefits, please take a listen back to episode 29 of Your Freedom Unlimited, where I interviewed the wonderful Dr. Andrew Newberg, who's a leading neuroscientist and physician who has written many books, but we spoke about his specifically about his book, How God Changes Your Brain. So if meditation is this good, why aren't more of us doing it? Well, I think that's a really good question. And the answer to that that I have is because I believe there are a lot of roadblocks and a lot of myths about meditation that stop us from doing it. There are a lot of belief sets about it that sort of pigeonhole it in one space as sort of a spiritual practice. Um, And there is also, though, on the other hand, a lot of concern about the rigidity and dogma that is attached to meditation that I don't think is necessary. And I just find this incredibly ironic that all of this resistance, given that meditation is just so incredibly beneficial across the whole arc of our lives. And I have to say, you know, meditation has benefited me at every single level. It's benefited me emotionally, in my personal life, in my work, definitely in my spiritual practice. So there's so much to it. And I think it's something we really need to start considering much more seriously. So if you've listened to this this podcast for a while, you may have heard me talk about my very strong belief that we need to make a 21st century upgrade to our mindset so that we can move from fear and survival into a much more positive mindset of thriving and openness and, and and love. And for me, meditation is a very powerful tool that can, that can help us make that shift. It's really something that helps us, you know, calm down. And, and for me, meditation has also allowed me to open my mind to different things. But 
The bottom line is, is that meditation is still a mystery for a lot of people. And for some others, there are some very clear roadblocks. So today, I really wanted to bust some of those common myths and roadblocks so that perhaps you could open yourself up to the idea of a simple meditation practice that could become part of your, part of your daily routine. So what are those roadblocks? Well, roadblock number one is that, well, I'm just not sure how to meditate and it looks very hard. Now, this is one of the big roadblocks and when I first started, it was one for me. I really did think that I wouldn't be able to do it properly and, um, and my internal perfectionist said, you know, you're never going to master that, Jen. Since then, though, I have had many teachers and I've done quite a bit of study in this space and I'm really pleased to tell you that meditation is a skill that we can learn. It is something new, but it is something that any of us can learn to do with the right guidance and support. And you might be saying, well, what is the right meditation? And there's a lot to cover here, but I'm going to go into some of this today and then we'll talk more about it next week. But Dr. Andrew Newberg's work, he's done more than 30 years of research into meditation and he has found that there are three key elements to any effective meditation practice. And when I say effective meditation practice, I mean a meditation practice that he has studied and he's studied many of them. He's studied, um, he's studied Franciscan nuns, he's studied monks, he's studied um, Buddhist monks, he's studied a range of people. And what he found was that those who were effectively meditating, who were getting positive changes in their brain, he found that there were three key elements to those practices. So those three key elements are intention, relaxation, and awareness. And I'll go more into those next week. But just for now, just if you can understand that it's every great meditation should have, have intention, relaxation, and awareness. The other thing that the research shows is that a meditation that we manage ourselves, meaning that I will sit quietly by myself and go through a practice quietly in my mind, is also more effective than using a guided meditation on an app. Having said that, guided meditations on apps are a good place to start because it starts us in that process. But the, and, and really, the fact is there are many different meditation traditions and there are many great meditation teachers out there. The key is to find a style and a teacher that suits you. From my perspective, I found that, um, that I needed to find a more gentle, compassionate approach to meditation. I was already someone who was a high achiever with lots of perfectionistic tendencies. And what I found was in early in my approach to meditation that, um, that, that techniques that were quite rigid and rule bound just didn't work for me. I didn't need another level of, of, of rules on my life. I found I needed a softer and a warmer approach. Recently, people have been asking me about my approach, so I'm putting together a short beginner's guide to meditation that shares my particular approach to meditation. And my approach is very gentle, it's very simple. It's based on those key elements that I mentioned that every effective meditation practice must have, and it doesn't take hours out of your schedule. And time, and that brings us to our next roadblock, which is time. Most people that I speak to, when they talk about to me about meditation, they say, well, how would I fit that into my already really busy day? And I really understand that. The second question they ask me when we're talking about time is, how long does a meditation need to be to be effective? So 
This is a really good question, and I checked in with Dr. Newberg on this last week in my in my interview with him. But his research shows that as little as five minutes can make a difference to your health and well-being. That's five minutes a day. Longer meditations, of course, do allow your brain and your being to drop into a much deeper, more meditative space. So my approach is that we need to be realistic about modern life. Asking people to sit for an hour or longer when they have never meditated before is a really big ask. I started meditating many years ago and I've practiced different forms of meditation until I found something that really worked for me. Um, many years ago, when I did a 10-day Vipassana meditation retreat. And if anyone has done Vipassana, you'll know that it's a, it's a fairly extensive and intensive retreat. Vipassana involves meditating for 10 hours a day and speaking to no one for 10 days. I found it very tough because it was early on in my meditation career and it took me until day seven. I did break through in the end, but it was really tough for someone who was quite new to meditation. The bottom line is, is that people who have been meditating for years will typically be able to sit in meditation for longer. They, they are very practiced, they know what they're doing, and they have come to really enjoy it as a practice. My view, supported by Dr. Newberg, is that starting with a five-minute practice is the very best way you can build a new habit for yourself that you can then enjoy long-term. This is the starting point that I teach from, and then I help my clients to build up to a more substantial practice. But the key thing here is to start a consistent daily practice that you will look forward to doing. Now, if you find it hard to say yes to yourself for five minutes every day, could I ask you just back to remember back to those benefits I spoke about at the beginning of this podcast? The third roadblock I hear very often from people is, I can't keep my mind free of racing thoughts. People have said things to me like, no matter how hard I try, I don't know how to keep my mind free of these racing thoughts. I get antsy and bored. My mind wanders off and I don't like it, and then it feels like my mind races even more. Do any of those comments sound familiar to you? Well, they are to me, and they're certainly things that I've experienced myself. I think here, though, we are uncovering one of the big myths about meditation, that when I realized this, my whole experience of meditation changed. Meditation is not about keeping your mind free of thoughts. That's what I thought it was when I first started. Meditation, in fact, is actually about building awareness and cultivating focused attention. And this attention could be on something like your breath, a candle, or a mantra. Then, as the thoughts come and go, the power that we have comes in starting to observe those thoughts and then letting them go rather than being caught up in them. Eventually, over time and with consistent practice, these racing thoughts do subside and can become less. But if you have a really urgent need to rid yourself of thoughts and feel that pressure that I can't think these thoughts, that is very much the best way to put yourself off meditation. One that's very linked to those racing thoughts is our is our fourth roadblock, which is I can't keep my body still. Someone asked me recently, how can I sit still and deal with so many thoughts running through my brain? Now, finding more stillness in your body is also something that happens over time. In my approach to meditation for beginners, you don't have to be still as a statue in a museum. This, I feel, is just another rule that puts people off. 
just know that as you cultivate a practice over time, your body will naturally become more still. This is where the more gentle approach that I mentioned earlier comes in. Meditation is not about looking perfect on the outside and being so obsessed with that that we forget about what's going on on the inside. Meditation is about taking authentic daily action that supports you on your inside. So if you need to move a little, you know, when you in the time that you've devoted to meditation, that is okay. Just keep honoring your commitment to yourself to spend some time creating a consistent practice daily. The fifth roadblock that I understand can stop people from meditation is a fear that meditation could impact their religious beliefs. I understand this, but as I said earlier, some form of meditation is practiced by most cultures around the globe, and meditation is mentioned 23 times in the Bible. One of the interesting things that Andrew Newberg told me and that he says in How God Changes the Brain, is that meditation is a practice that is used effectively across many cultures to enhance their spiritual experience. So basically, this is a tool that you can use to enhance your current belief system and strengthen it in your life. The next on our list of roadblocks is seeing meditation as yet another chore. I have to say that uh, when I was viewing meditation as a, ch- as a chore on my to-do list, it really was something that I didn't enjoy doing. And for me, now everything's flipped around. My time in meditation every day is one of my most favorite times of the day. It's something that I look forward to. One of the reasons for that is that it is literally some time out just for me. No one else needs anything from me at that time. So thinking about meditation is a really important thing and this is where my, my unique approach to meditation and personal empowerment comes in. I really strongly believe that our meditation experience is shaped by the way we approach it and the way we think about it as much as what we're actually doing inside our meditation practice. For me, meditation can be fun. It can be done in loving kindness and compassion to self and it can be a joy something that I can look forward to every day. So that's my approach, and that's the approach that I take when I'm, when I'm teaching people. Rather than being a chore, I teach people in this space to, that it is a place and a time to come from a place of love, compassion, and self-kindness, seeing it as a positive time out for you. The final roadblock that I find often will stop people once they've actually started meditating is that meditation must deliver results, ideally ASAP. So what happens is people start a meditation practice, they might be into day three, four or five and don't feel that they're getting the results they're looking for and so that they stop. And I'd like to share another perspective with you on this. Two of my favourite musicians, David Pramal and Mitten, have a very beautiful song called No Goal But This. The this they are referring to is the peace and bliss of an aligned and quieter mind and heart that we can find in meditation. Meditation does deliver results. The research proves it, but it does so cumulatively. So putting in five minutes, 20 minutes, or an hour here or there does not equate to an equal five minutes, 20 minutes, or one hour output that same day or the next day. What happens is, is that after you've been meditating over a period of time, typically about eight weeks, you'll start to notice shifts within your outlook. Your emotions, your responses to situations will change. You'll You'll be calmer. And how you're relating to the world and engaging with people will be different. 
So I thought I would share now a little bit about why I meditate and I'll expand on this next week. But for me, meditation is like a tonic for all elements of my life, from the physical, emotional and mental right through to the spiritual. It, together with some other daily practices, has really revolutionized my life. At the spiritual level, meditation is to me a vital component of how we can build and create a very beautiful and deep relationship with our inner selves. When I say inner self, I'm referring to my higher self, that part of me that is connected to source. If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I believe we are all part of a greater consciousness that I call source, but that you may call God or spirit. I believe we are all connected and we are all part of this greater consciousness called source. In this human experience, we've just forgotten that beautiful connection that we have. And so to reconnect and to really build this relationship with our higher selves, I find meditation to be a very, very powerful tool. It's also a very strong component of my broader daily routine to raise my frequency and vibration and to really empower myself to achieve my goals. And since I've been meditating, I have seen significant changes across my entire life. So in this episode, I've shared with you some of the benefits of meditation, some of the common roadblocks, why I meditate and some of the experiences that I've had. Next week, I'd like to share with you why meditation is such a vital part of this overall process of empowerment, and I'll also share with you how you can start your practice. I'll also share with you how to get access to my free beginner's guide to meditation, so if you'd like to take this further, you can, you can be able to grab that and access that. To get on the wait list for that guide, please just email me at hello at jenramsey.com. Until then, as ever, it's over to you. I'd love you to think about what we covered today and what roadblocks to meditation might have resonated for you. Do you think you could possibly make time to create a five or 10 minute meditation routine in your life? I'd love to hear how you go with this and please email me or let me know in the comments. Until we speak again, take very great care. Thank you for joining me on this episode of Your Freedom Unlimited. If you like this show, please share it with a friend. And if you haven't already, subscribe, rate and review Your Freedom Unlimited on your favorite podcast player. If you have any questions, comments or feedback, you can reach me directly at jenramsey.com. Thanks for listening.